Can we bless the name of the Lord this morning? Come on, let's bless the name of the Lord this morning. Anybody got a resurrection praise in you this morning? Anybody excited that we serve a risen Savior, a living Savior? Jesus is alive and well. I don't know about you, but I got a hallelujah in my spirit this morning. I serve a risen Savior, a living Savior. And if Jesus could defeat death, that means there's nothing we're going through that we can't get out of. Amen? If he could defeat death, he has power in his hands and he has given us power and authority to get through what we're going through. Amen? Amen? Amen. Jesus is alive. We are here. And our young people are here. Amen? Youth for Christ is in the house. Amen? Y'all ready? Youth for Christ? Youth for Christ? Listen, can we just bless God for our young people this morning? We ready. Hit it, Mike. I got the joy, joy down to my 
getting our young people back engaged and involved as we reimagine youth ministry here at Cade Chapel. And I'm going to get out the way and let youth for Christ usher us into the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen.
death couldn't hold him down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the risen king. Seated in majesty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. I feel good right now. My God, my God. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, God, for the beginning of this resurrection service. We're reminded that death had no hold on you. Nothing could have kept you from getting up on that third day morning. And God, we glorify your name. In fact, oh God, we lift your name on high. God, now by your spirit, have your way in this service. Speak now to our hearts. Speak to our minds as we celebrate you. We celebrate who you are in our lives. We celebrate that you are alive, seated at the right hand of the Father right now, making petition for us each and every day. And Lord, we lift you up right now. We glorify you right now. We thank you right now. We magnify you right now. Have your way, O oh God, in this service. In Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Let every heart say amen. 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 Come on, won't you stand to your feet as we lift the name of the Lord on high.
Deacon Evan White, and our scripture for the morning will come from the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, verses 1 through 11, and it reads as follows. Moreover, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I have preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. If ye keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain, for I delivered unto you, first of all, which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Sepphus, then, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto his present, but, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as a born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that, that, am, not, that am not meant to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which, has, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was in me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach, and so ye believed. God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pause to say thanks to you for your many blessings. We thank you for ordering our steps and putting your hedge of protection around our families daily. We say a special prayer for those families that are suffering from bereavement. Father, we ask that you keep them encouraged and remind them to look to the hills, which cometh all our help, as all our help comes from you. We thank you for our pastor that will be providing the spoken word for this morning. And despite this challenging times, we are so thankful for the ability to remain connected to our Cage Chapel Church family. Father, I ask that today's lesson inspire us all to remain faithful in our work of being the type of Christians that you intended us to be. We ask these and other blessings in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. 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 Our young people are just growing. Amen. Amen. We thank God for them and for their presence on this morning. We thank God for you for your presence on this resurrection morning. God is a great God and so greatly to be praised. Just a few reminders. We want to remind you that uh, on April 21st at 6 p.m. we will have our mid-year church business meeting. We're inviting all of our members to come out and share uh, that you might hear and understand some of the things that we're doing uh, as it relates to our goals, um, financial goals and otherwise. Uh, all this year, I, I said on last Sunday, and I'll just give you a nutshell of it on this Sunday, uh, the Lord is blessing K Chapel. Amen. The Lord is blessing K Chapel through you and through your faithfulness. Uh, in your giving, we are we are, we've been able to do some some wonderful things, and we're continuing uh, to do those things. But again, that business meeting will be April twenty first at six p.m. We invite each of you to come out and share uh, in the good news. Also, uh, something that we're going to be doing uh, this Tuesday, and I want to I know that it has been particularly for um, the last twenty four months. Um, if you lost a loved one. Um, for the last 24 months, it's been particularly difficult. Death is, death is hard by itself. Uh, but when you add to it the um, 
experience that we've been through um, with the isolation because of the pandemic, um, that that has added an un, unparalleled stress. We recognize that, um, that, that, that you have had to grieve, some of you in isolation, some of you without the support systems uh, that you would normally have in your church family and otherwise. Um, we want to begin helping uh, the grieving process. Uh, we want to begin ministering as best we can to those of you who not only experienced death over the last 24 months, but if you're still yet grieving, uh, we want to have an exploratory conversation with you uh, to help begin the healing process. Wherever you are in that journey, uh, your church family wants to be a part of that journey. And so we're inviting you, you who are in that space, uh, to come and share with us on April 19th uh, at 6 p.m. That's Tuesday, April 19th at 6 p.m. Uh, as we join you, as we pray for you and pray with you, and our hearts uh, will meet your hearts. But more than that, uh, we pray that the Spirit of God will meet us here. And that in so doing, we will hear and know uh, the direction that we are to go as a church family, uh, as God restores and as God heals. Uh, you can invite others to come if you have others in your family who you think can benefit from that conversation. Uh, it's open to uh, members of Cade and those who are connected to Cade. Uh, but we want to begin at home before we spread it abroad. And so we invite you again this Tuesday the 19th at 6 p.m. Uh, if you think that this conversation will be helpful to you, we want you to come and be a part of this healing and restorative conversation. Amen? Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. It's now time that we celebrate the Lord through our giving. Uh, as has become our tradition and custom here, baskets and trays are located in the entrance and exits of your of the uh, church building and so we invite you as you enter to give if you have not done so as you leave we invite you to give for those of you who are watching at home uh, you can give by way of the church app or you can uh, text to the number that's on your screen as always you can drop your offering off at the office whatever you do and however you do it we ask you to do two things give so liberally and give so cheerfully for the lord loves a cheerful giver amen amen the voices the choir whatever we call this group they're coming now amen <laughs>
6 verse 2 tells us carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ you know praying for, for one another is a powerful way for us to bear, the, bear one another's burdens and this morning there are some members that are in need of your prayers and in this way you can share in the ministry of one another we ask that you continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. As many of you know, we lost one of our own, Sister Edith Carter. The funeral for Sister Carter was held on yesterday here at Cade Chapel. The funeral for Sister Jeanette Butler-White was canceled for Wednesday, April 13th, but will be held here at Cade Chapel on tomorrow, Monday at 11 o'clock a.m., Sister Catherine Kilpatrick lost her sister, Sister Charlene Johnson Smith. There was a memorial service held in Albany, Georgia on Wednesday, April 13th, and the funeral was held on yesterday in Macomb, Mississippi. The funeral for Brother Claude Joseph Dunn, the brother of Reverend Louis J. Dunn, was held on yesterday, April 16th, in Cleveland, Ohio. Brother Walter Cheatham is in rehab and is asking for your continued prayers. Sister Robbie Singleton, Sister Emma Pearl Jones and family, Brother Charles Hodge, and Sister Mildred Wyvette Smith are all asking for your continued prayers as they recover at home. And as you travel during this week, we ask that you pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God that you can. Amen. Come 
could have come down, but he decided, he decided, so glad he decided, my God decided, Jesus decided, my Savior decided, Jesus decided.
lives right now today. He lives. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. My God, my God, my God. Can, can we just let that marinate for a while? Y'all, 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 yeah, yeah.
Hallelujah. That feels like Easter. Hallelujah. That feels like resurrection. We are resurrection people. And we serve a resurrected Savior. He lives. He lives. He lives. He lives. Listen, I want to, I want to, before I get into this sermon, I want you to help me wish Mother Liberta Mixon a 95th birthday today. Today on Easter, she's 95 years old. Happy birthday, Mother Mixon. She's watching. God bless you. We celebrate this birthday with you on this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's Easter and I probably don't have to take a text because you know the story. So if you will, just allow me to bring a few thoughts together around the familiar story that we all have come to celebrate. And I want to entitle these scattering thoughts, thank you ushers, resurrecting belief. Resurrecting belief. Resurrecting belief. The unthinkable had happened on Friday. The one who had been their leader for three years, the one who had been their teacher, he who had performed miracles so fantastic and so marvelous, that some in Friday's crowd showed up just to see how he would get out of that situation. But he did not come down from the cross. Even though one next to him taunted him saying, save yourself and us too. Nothing would turn around the events set into motion. And on Friday, just about 12 hours after he had been arrested, Jesus was dead. We tend to extend things in our mind and make it longer than it really was, but it was only about 12 hours from his arrest to his death. He was arrested somewhere between 2 and 5 o'clock Friday morning. He stands before Pilate at 7 a.m. A second trial begins at 8 a.m. And the crucifixion begins at 9. Just like that. At 12 noon, the sky turns dark and by 3 p.m., Jesus is dead. Just like that. 
Everything that they had been working for, everything for which they had been preparing, everything in which they had been believing, everything for which they had been making plans came to a dramatic and a tragic end. Just like that. Now what? What do you do when what you have been believing in what you've been hoping for, what you've been praying about and trusting would occur is forever interrupted. What do you do when all of your hopes and plans and dreams are quickly crushed and you don't even have time to get ready for it? What do you do when the thing that you feared most becomes your reality without warning or notice? What do you do when the rug is pulled out from under you? You are sucker punched. The wind is knocked out of you. And even though you are breathing, it feels like you can't catch your breath. Whether it's the death of a loved one or some life-changing experience that leaves you having to face and live life with a different reality. My answer to you this morning might sound simple and it might sound superficial but here's what I want you to do celebrate Easter celebrate Easter not not just not just the family gathering of Easter, not just the food, not just the festive events and the fancy dress, not just the children laughing joyfully as they run around hunting for eggs, not the things that we have associated with the Easter weekend. Yes, these are certainly helpful and can do much to push away some of the darkness and some of the pain that life can bring to us, but truly celebrating Easter is deeper than that. You see, because Easter is God's restorative response to human brokenness. Easter is God's restorative response to human brokenness. Easter is God's answer for dashed dreams. Easter is God's answer for crushed spirits. Easter is God's reply to the confused heart, the desperate soul, the vexed spirit, and the distressed mind. Easter is God's answer for the depressed mother and father. Easter is God's answer for the anguished husband or wife. Easter is God's answer for the unsettled sister and the bewildered brother. Easter is God's answer for the world, but especially, especially for those whose belief needs to be resurrected the reality is is that even believers from time to time struggle with belief believers struggle with belief not that we stop believing. We, we still believe God is the Father, that Jesus is his son, that he died on a cross, that he was buried on the third day he rose again. We still believe that he has all power in his hands and sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. We still believe in the core principles of our faith. 
We still believe God is good. We still believe that he is loving and wise. But if we are honest, there are moments, there are some experiences, there are some pain, there's some hurt that will make us think much more deeply about him being just. Get hit with the right pain. Go through the right stone. Get stuck in the right situation and it will make you think more deeply about him being a just God. But for such pain and for such hurt and for such desperate moments, God gave us Easter because Easter provides for us the opportunity for belief to be resurrected after it has been shaken and shattered by the unthinkable y'all already know the story women were gathering at the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark they it set out to anoint the body of Jesus because again everything happened so fast there was no time for them to do things according to custom. So they came early in the morning before the sun rose in their grief and in their sorrow ready to perform the burial ritual. And this is one of those instances where rituals matter. Christian rituals done correctly can help ground believers in our faith. Christian rituals administered appropriately can help believers to be reminded of our hope. They came to perform the rituals. But when they got there, the stone had been rolled away, the body was missing. They run back into town to tell the disciples, Peter and John run to the tomb to investigate and when they get there, they discover it to be just as the women have described. The body of Jesus is gone. He is not there. And they don't immediately think Jesus is risen. Who would have thought that? They thought just like we would have thought. Somebody has gotten in here and stolen Jesus' body. How else do you explain a missing body? What else makes sense? Dead things stay dead. Even though they had proof because Lazarus was walking. But that was done by a living Jesus. Jesus is now dead. We saw Jesus die. We know that they put his body in this tomb. It was closed up with a stone. It was sealed and a soldier was guarding it. So if his body is gone, somebody had to get in there and get it. But who and why and what had they done with the body? And so the disciples, they are afraid. That when this story gets out, that the Jewish leaders, the same ones who were responsible for Jesus' arrest and his eventual crucifixion, 
that those same Jewish leaders would come looking for them and perhaps the same fate would follow. So they locked themselves up. You read it, it's in John's gospel. They locked themselves up in a room and in that locked room, Jesus appears. They locked themselves up and Jesus showed up behind locked doors. That's why celebrating Easter is a good idea to resurrect belief because in the midst of our fears, the source of our faith is manifested. Jesus shows up behind locked doors in the spaces where we have closed ourselves off and shut ourselves up, Jesus can show up. He can show up in our isolation, in our separation, in our desolation. The resurrected Jesus shows up and restores hope and belief. And I need to tell somebody this morning that the good news of Easter is that for those of us who believe, you don't even have to open the door to your heart, he'll show up. He'll show up in your fears. He'll show up in your frustrations. He'll show up in your darkness. He'll show up in your desperation. Jesus will show up when you've locked others out. He will show up when you've locked yourself in. He will show up. You don't intend for anybody to find you. And Jesus shows. He shows up shows up in spaces where you intend to keep everybody out. And when he shows up, he does so with the purpose of resurrecting our belief. Belief that's been crushed. Belief that's been broken. Belief that has been fragmented by the experiences of life. Here's what I need you to understand this morning, beloved. Believers, yes, get shaken in their belief. People of faith, we have moments when fear and frustration get the best of us. I'm talking about folk who have grown up in the church. We love the Lord. We serve the Lord. And yet we who serve the Lord and love the Lord can sometimes be found wrestling with the Lord that we love. Wrestling with questions of why, how, what if, how come, what about, how could you? And I came by this Easter morning to let you know that God is big enough to handle your hurts. God is strong enough to deal with your struggles. God is loving enough not to let you go when your belief needs to be resurrected. And here's the good news. One text I got to leave you with this morning in 2 Timothy 2 and 13 says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful. It's the only scripture I got for you today. If we are faithless, he is faithful. What that means is in our weakness, he's strong. If we are hopeless, he remains our hope. 
If we are consumed by our hurts, God remains in control. In other words, he shows up. He's with us in lonely, locked in, locked up rooms of fear and frustration. God comes into that tension of belief, uninvited, unannounced, to be with us. He is faithful when we are faithless. That's the good news of Easter, y'all. I know somebody wanted me to shout early. And if you came back from last Sunday, I probably owe you that. Because you do know what happened. The resurrected body of Jesus speaks to the resurrection of our belief. The fact that we who have been broken can believe again. When life has been cold and contrary, we don't have to give up on our Christ. We can believe again when we have been hit with the hurt of a million years. We can believe again when the pain won't go away. We can believe again when we want to give up on everything we know and trust to be true. We can believe again because of what Jesus did early Sunday morning. They came expecting to have to deal with the sights and the sounds of sorrow. They came preparing for the heart-wrenching experience of sitting in the sepulcher with the body of the one that they call Savior. But Jesus had other plans. And my brothers and sisters, you might expect that you're going to feel the way you feel for a long time, but I need you to know that God has other plans. You might think that the thing that you're going through, you're never going to get any better, but God has other plans. You may feel like there's no need to go home, but God has other plans. You may be down and desperate and determined to stay that way, but God has other plans. Jesus rose on Easter morning, and so in doing, he resurrected the hopes of those who had been walking with him, those who had been ministering with him, those who had been doing life with him. He restored their joy, rebuilt their confidence, re establish their faith because Easter is God's restorative response to human brokenness and he didn't do it late in the evening but he did it early in the morning early Sunday morning before the crickets were chirping early Sunday morning before the sun rose early Sunday morning while the dew was still fresh on the roses early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands and because he got up you can get up because he got up you can get up because he lives you shall live because got up and he resurrects that which is broken in us y'all used to sing a song some years ago I ain't heard it in two years I know it says he can fix what is broken whatever is broken up he can fix it your broken dreams, he can fix them. Your broken heart, he can fix it. Your broken spirit, he can fix it. He can fix what is broke. Whatever is broken up. Lord, I'm sending back 
to you Send it back to you What I cannot repair <laughs> That's good news, this resurrection
listen, there may be someone here this morning who can admit and acknowledge there's some brokenness. There's some places where your belief has been shaken, where you've been challenged by life itself. Right now, this resurrection morning, this Easter morning, you need your hope and your belief to be restored. You need your joy to be restored. You need God to fix what's been broken. If you're here this morning and you need prayer, I want you to meet these ministers on this side. We've got prayer rooms assigned. They will take you and pray with you and pray for you. Anybody needing prayer this morning? Won't you come right now? Won't you come right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can fix. Can fix. What? My God can fix it. Oh, yes, he can. He can fix it. He can fix it. Anybody need a prayer? Hallelujah. Whatever is broken. church home. Here's the second appeal. I want you to meet us here on the left-hand side. If you're ready to join Cade Chapel and make this your church home, you come right now. If you've given your life to Christ, if you prayed that prayer, you come right now. Meet us right here. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. Is there one? Is there one? He can fix. Fix what's broke. Why don't you make that decision this morning? Right, right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Wherever you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. If you're watching online, call the number that's on your screen. Somebody's waiting to speak with you right now. 
if you can follow with us and learn to live out your faith in Jesus Christ. They're going to pray with you, pray for you, give you next steps that you can take to live out your new faith in Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you and keep you is our prayer. Amen. 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 God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. Won't you stand? He can fix whatever's broken. Somebody needs to send some stuff back. Can we just end right there? Come on, send it back. Send it back. Thank you.